0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz.
1: This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Thanks a lot, Nancy. This report begins with the Chinese real estate bubble, but let's start that discussion off in Brazil. It was generally the rule in Brazil that apartments were sold prior to construction with buyers making mortgage payments well before they were completed and the buyers had moved into them. My son Matthew bought an apartment that way there. Developers had a majority of the apartments sold before they broke ground. Developers used the money to build the apartments. In general, it worked. It gave developers the funds they needed and the apartments got built. They used a similar method of financing construction of and purchasing of homes in China. I have no idea how restricted that the use of funds was in Brazil, but if there were problems, they were not systemic. They have a real problem in China, as pre-construction financing has proven to be a Ponzi scheme that is blowing up there. Chinese developers did not segregate the funds being paid to them by buyers, instead using those funds to buy the land for the next properties in speculation. Given property values were rising, home buyers became speculators too, taking mortgages on multiple properties. What has happened is that many projects remain unfinished with construction holding. Buyers are making payments on apartments that have no prospect of being completed, and in some instances the unfinished sky rises are being demolished. This has resulted in a protest by buyers who have begun a boycott, refusing to make further mortgage payments until construction is resumed and they are assured that these properties that they were making payments on will be completed. Sources say that there's $9 trillion in mortgages there with $5.3 trillion at risk of default and that the fiasco is 100 times worse than our own subprime mortgage disaster was. China is dealing with a massive real estate bubble. Chinese growth was dead inflated by the Communist Party, often through state-controlled enterprises. It had become a bubble which would threaten not only Chinese stability but that of the world economy. The Chinese park their money in real estate, often holding 70% of assets in multiple homes. They also often bend the rules to own two to three homes as investments and are livid that they are paying mortgages to fund homes that are no longer being built. Empty shells are not worth much. A default by the largest mortgage provider, Evergrande, of $300 billion, broke the confidence of Chinese investors. That default was the proverbial spit in the bucket, A movement to halt mortgage payments began and even street protests broke out. The Chinese Communist Party sees this as a political problem rather than a financial one. They have restricted social media of those organizing the mortgage payment boycott and even used algorithms to manipulate the news of those reporting it to foreign sources. The Chinese Communist Party has stepped in to shore up their financial system because they had to. This is an extreme embarrassment for President Xi Jinping and the Communist Party. They have never responded well to such embarrassments, which they see as a political threat. The more stress that the party is under, the more likely that it will lash out. How they lash out may be unpredictable. Taiwan could provide them a diversion from domestic problems. The risk today is that they'll increase the noise over Taiwan as a distraction for their domestic problems. Will this impact Chinese food imports? I really doubt it. They have to keep the masses complacent or the protest there would move beyond complaint to where it threatens the party. Xi'an stability and hungry Chinese with soaring food prices will produce the opposite of that. Food imports will continue to flow into China as necessary. People have to eat and the Japanese food imports grew despite the deflation of their economic bubble in the 1990s. The same may happen with China. They'll have to import even more foodstuffs. They're not going to get it from Ukraine. The Chinese Communist Party has been stacking bricks on top of one another for some time to wear to outward appearances while they have built an impressive tower. But if you pull enough bricks from the bottom support, that tower becomes vulnerable to collapse. I do not know whether poking the bear in the eye with Pelosi's trip served any great beneficial geopolitical purpose for the United States, Other than to inflame already testy relations, but no one should claim that U.S. policy is soft on China. Xi Jinping may well take this challenge as a personal insult and having warned of significant consequences be forced to follow through with some kind of escalation. Both sides have boxed themselves into where neither can back down easily, hope they'll quickly find the off-ramp. You've been listening to the Comstock report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110.
0: For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.